Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast, brought to you by the folks over at Chief of Staff KC. Um, it's a bye week, and we don't have a guest this week, so we wanted to bring back the OG um, Chiefs of Staff crew. So we got yeah. Bryce Shepard in the studio. Bryce, how's it going, man? Welcome going back. well. Happy to, happy to be back. Yeah, man. It's always a good time having you in. Um, and so uh, this week, we'll go over the Panthers game, um, some fan- fantasy advice, but then we're also going to kind of recap our original uh, you know, season predictions, kind of go over stuff like that. Uh, but then, you know, talk a little shop before we get into that. And uh, uh, we also got a special guest coming up at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the Chiefs moved to 8-1 and one after a pretty dominant uh, showing from the offense. Not so much by the defense this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit uh, a little bit of a nail-biter there towards the end. But uh, it was a fun, fun game to be at Arrowhead. We'll get into that a bit later. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll see if we're on, on track for our projections uh, coming up. Uh, but... First, we're bringing you the Positions of the Week, brought to you by Chief of Staff KC, your trusted local talent scouts. Uh, we're a recruiting firm based in Brookside, and we'll bring you the best accounting, finance, admin, and marketing, and then HR operations and sales talent that Kansas City has to offer. Uh, boys, we'll each do a position this time. I know you're both on the accounting and finance team, but Lucas, start us out, and then we'll hit, hit to you, Bryce. Yep. Um, so uh, hopefully not sounding redundant here, but this is exciting. Uh, another controller position. I think this is the second or third one we've gone over, so controllers. I'll say it again. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a fun, fast-growing, uh, publicly traded company in the financial services industry. Um, looking for seven years of experience, you know, at the minimum, right? It's going to be a controller position. Make sure you've you've had that established operational accounting and supervisor experience to pair. Um, degree, CPA, very cut and dry here, black and white. However you want to look at it, those are going to be all preferred, um, if not a requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, great benefits and competitive pay and, and a unique location as well. So uh, again, this is a fun one and we have a few others that we're still working on. So mm-hmm. controllers out there, give me a shout. Yep. Up it's to you, up man. To you, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, so the position I want to highlight, uh, it's a fairly new one, um, hot in probably about a week ago, mm-hmm. um, but it's a FP&A senior analyst. Um, it's with a great company um, in the Kansas City metro area, obviously. Um, pays pretty good. Um, there's fair amount of flexibility with it for the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll much largely be dependent upon um, years of experience and whatnot. But really what they're looking for is any M&A experience. Um, obviously want to see some um, FP&A background. So coming from a large FP&A group um, in a corporate environment would be uh, definitely a, a, a benefit. Um, but they have some great benefits packages as well. Um, awesome office. I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, it's pretty cool. So cool. if you want to hear a little bit more, give me a shout. Awesome. And on the operations side, we got a site supervisor position that's open, uh, brand new. It's a good sign, and we'll get into this in a bit, but good sign that uh, a lot of our clients are hiring again and reaching out to just some new clients as well. But um, for the site supervisor position, you need at least five years of experience kind of doing some like equipment installs in a manufacturing environment. Um, so you got to have good mechanical and technical skills. Uh, there's also about 50% national travel involved as well. Don't necessarily need to sit in Kansas City. Um, it, it can be uh, pretty regionally. Would need to travel to Kansas City a lot, but um, you know their their clients are all over the country, so there's going to be a lot of travel involved. But if that sounds like you, reach out to us. That's a really cool opportunity as well. Um, but those are your positions of the week, brought to you by Chief of Staff KC. All right, boys. Um, so, so since we don't have a guest this week, kind of wanted to still you know touch on the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're recruiters, we're pretty uh, you know in tune with the Kansas City job market. So just kind of wanted to uh, one ask a couple questions. Um, that I've been hearing from candidates and clients lately, but also, um, you know, just kind of talk about the job market in general. Obviously, it's been a very difficult year mm-hmm. with COVID. There are a lot of people, talented people out there still looking for jobs. Um, but what are you guys seeing in the job market right now? Sure. Um, I'll start out. So 
things are returning to normal, um, believe it or not. You know, uh, we're currently as busy as we've ever been, probably all pandemic, and we're continuing to you know, acquire new acquisitions with the, our clients. And then we're also beginning to um, see some of our old clients come back. You know, they're, yeah. they've, they've mm-hmm. made it through this period of time. They're realizing that it was sustainable and that things are looking up. So um, they've had time to prepare for that 2021 year. Mm-hmm. Hiring needs are, are as prevalent as ever and, and they're ready to pull the trigger. So um, yeah, don't be scared, you know, <laughs> continue to uh, give us a shout and, and use us as a resource moving forward. But we're seeing some growth, you Good. know, and that's what I'm, excited about absolutely um and then one of the things that i've noticed too and uh, it comes up just about every day is are people looking for remote work um i think a lot of people assume that with the way that things are going right now that there's a lot of that available um but we're really just not seeing that um, especially from our end i mean a lot of companies in kansas city uh if they're bringing you on uh, a lot of times they want you in the office because a lot of times they don't have the resources to um you know, set those people up remotely um, for training purposes. It's a lot easier to have you in the office. So um, I think a lot of people assume that given the way things are right now, that remote work's on the rise. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Would you guys agree? I think that's pretty standard is it's it's just not that readily available. And yeah. those roles that are, um, a lot of times you're competing with people all over the country. So the candidate pool is a lot bigger too. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. Remote work versus, you know, work from home work. Um, mm-hmm. It's different. If you have like a flexible schedule, if, if your office allows you to work remotely, that's one thing. But like full on remote jobs mm-hmm. where like, you know, the client might be somewhere else. I don't see that as much as, mm-hmm. you know, you would think you would. Sure. Um, you know, it depends on what type of work you're in, but mm-hmm. I, not as not as much as I thought we would see, to be honest. Yeah. Kind of start just preparing yourself mentally to have your butt back in the yeah. seat, you yeah. know, and, and then that way, if you do find a position that's work from home or remote, mm-hmm. it's a benefit, right? Yeah. And I'm not um, saying they wouldn't allow that down the road. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. initially for training purposes, a lot of times they really yeah. want you in the office for at least a couple of months until the trust is established and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So outside of that, um, obviously a lot of talented people in the job market right now still. Um, mm-hmm. So now that people are starting to hire again, why should uh, people looking for jobs reach out to recruiters like chief of staff to help them? Yeah, I'll let you take this one first. Well, I mean, I always make the car- comparison of, you know, recruiting to searching for a house. Just mm-hmm. like, um, you know, you wouldn't, when you go to buy a house, you wouldn't do it by yourself. You right. know, recruiting is the same thing. Um, rely on an expert in the industry. Uh, we take a lot of the hassle out of it for you. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we only run opportunities by you that would align with what you're looking for um, and ultimately save you a lot of time. So, yeah. um, you know, your time is valuable and, and we appreciate that as well. And, you know, our time is valuable too. Um, as long as we're on the same page, we're not going to waste anyone's time. Yeah. Um, so it can save you a lot of time in the long run. So I like that. Yeah. Reach out to us because as he kind of touched on, you know, we have the market knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. use this as a backboard. Any questions you have, whether you're nervous about testing the market, how do I change my resume? Mm -hmm. How do I switch things up? How can I become noticed in this heavily saturated candidate market? Mm -hmm. Furloughs, I mean, layoffs, you name it, it's happened this year and there's so many people gunning for the same job that you want. So even if it's not not a job we're working on, but you wanna say, Lucas, what can I do to stand out? Mm -hmm. Those are the things we wanna do because at the end of the day, if we provide that candidate experience that is memorable, mm-hmm. you're gonna move up in that company if we help to get that job by tweaking the resume, maybe you come back and hire from us. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, it's just what comes around goes around and, yeah. and that's why you should give us a shot right now. And I agree, I, I, like what I've been telling all my candidates is, you know, regardless if, um, you know, I can help them out, what I wanna do is be able to provide connections to them as well. And so something that a lot of people don't realize is the value of networking during your job search, right? And um, so, you know, maybe someone high up in HR has, you know, been having a hard time finding a job. 
right? Like let's get them in contact with people uh, at companies they're interested in, right? Get those warm introductions. That's sure. really going to help you stand out among, uh, you know, your competitors. And then if you're looking to maybe even make a career switch, like a COVID's given a lot of people or a lot of time for people to kind of reevaluate what they want to do with the rest of their career. If you're younger, or, you know, just looking to make a switch. And so reach out to us. We'll get you introduced to someone at a company you're interested in, with, at a, you know, in a job mm-hmm. or in a title that you're interested mm-hmm. in as well. So um, it's just all those extra things you don't really think of when you think of Oregon recruiters that mm-hmm. we're really good at. And so um, always want to make a lot of that. Yeah, this kind of just came to mind while you were talking. Use us as practice. So mm-hmm. if you got laid off and you haven't interviewed in 10, 15 years and yeah. you don't even know where to Seriously. start, yeah. you can have a conversation with us and that's going to be practice for when you get the opportunity yeah. to yeah. hit the home run yeah. and you're excited about that company. So and we'll coach you up too every yeah. step of the way. I mean, that's what we're here for. Yeah, so. and a lot of people don't realize it's all free for yeah. our candidates. <laughs> like our clients pay us and that's how we make money. So yeah. all of these services, all these connections we can give you, all the practice and interview tips and everything, of charge so why not reach out yeah you know? i love it great question so, man um outside of that i wanted to answer or ask the, the flip side of that question mm-hmm. you know why should clients looking to hire moving forward um in a market where that has so many candidates in it oh. reach out to chief of staff or recruiters like chief of staff sure, uh, sure. to help you know you got it i'm gonna play off your <laughs> answer so i'll let you go first um so i think the two biggest things would be quality number one yeah. um and speed number two mm-hmm. uh i know a lot of times the reason you would initially reach out to a recruiter is because, hey, there's a project that needs to get done or someone left and there's a void that needs to be filled. Yeah. Um, and so I think chief of staff, where mm-hmm. we kind of separate ourselves is not only do we possess that speed, but also the quality. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really our job is to take the stress off your plate, um, you know, with everything going on with um, COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make sure you're HR compliant for this and that. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of times even HR people are spread thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we do on a day-to-day basis is go out and talk to these candidates. Um, we have a great pipeline for just about everything and, and can get people in the mix pretty quickly. So yeah. I'd say speed um, and quality are probably sure. the two biggest reasons. I'm going to say quality and then speed. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, so honestly, though, candidates – or not candidates, but HR people, hiring managers, no matter what size of company you had – when the market became really saturated with cancer, I think mm-hmm. everybody got really excited. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's so much talent. We don't need recruiters right now. We can just right. go through and, and figure it out on our own. So much time has been wasted. I can't tell you how many clients yeah. have come back to us and said, we help us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we need the top three. We need the top five. Yeah. We've wasted so much time looking through resumes. And we've had candidates who we thought were going to make it to the end of the uh, offer period and end up backing out because they found mm-hmm. something else. Oh, and yeah. so there's a lot of that hassle. We're going to vet and go through every candidate, make sure that they're truly on board mm-hmm. um, up front and mm-hmm. that they maintain that you know integrity and loyalty to this position throughout that process. You mm-hmm. don't have any fall off. Sure. Um, so I think that's going to be the most important. Let us do the legwork for you. Um, that way you can focus on what's most important, which sure. is running your business or division. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we posted a sales job uh, and got like 200 applicants in like the course of like three days or so. And it was ridiculous. <laughs> and so I can't yeah. even imagine if you're a small business, time is everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to have to sit there and go through find that needle in a haystack, yeah. it can be pretty you know, daunting, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. So I mean, we even offer like sometimes we, we've can or we have clients reach out and they send us all those applications just to go through and find the right people. And so again, it's all about saving time. Sure. You don't have to pay yeah. us until you hire a candidate. So why not reach out mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just help with the job yeah. search. Right? And it's completely free unless, you know, you hire someone from right. us. So yeah, you know, we this- don't get bogged down <laughs> in the contract talk and the fee talk at the beginning. Like, let's just help you find, you know, the right mm-hmm. people and save you time. And we'll worry about the money at the end. Some people don't know this either, but we will do background checks, drug mm-hmm. tests. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll do all that vetting on the front end. So it's legitimately that seamless. You mm-hmm. find somebody that you want, 
all of that's already been done. Mm-hmm. We get them in there and they're ready to roll. Yep. All right, boys. Well, I just wanted to run a couple questions by you just because, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, let's chop it up. So uh, shout out to Chris Stathos, first of all. Chief, yep. uh, Chief Thanks, Kingdom. Chris. Uh, yeah, he's a director of or he's in strategic partnerships there. Yep. Yep. And uh, he treated us to an, an awesome game at Arrowhead. So if you're looking for a way to entertain your clients in person right now and you maybe not be able to bring them into the office or, you know, wind them, dine them. Uh, reach out to Chris. He'll, he'll mm-hmm. hook you up. We had an awesome time, sweet on the 45-yard line, uh, free food and booze all day. Mm-hmm. Got a got a hat out of it, too. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Nice uh, and Chris is just the man. So if you're looking for a way, reach out to him. But, um, yeah, we had an awesome time. We all three got to go to the game mm-hmm. uh, with our boy Cody Isabel as well. Um, what did you guys think of that game? <sighs> man, that was, that was nerve-wracking for yeah. a little bit. It was way too close for comfort, which – kind of had predicted the week prior i knew it was going to be close but man not two points close right yeah um you know we were beating ourselves all game long so we need to clean that up um two penalties i think on the opening drive Mm -hmm. that led to first downs for the panthers Uh, a costly penalty on chris jones that led to points um led to a field goal i mean butker missing field goals and extra points i mean we were without a doubt the better team Mm -hmm. but we were slowly beating ourselves and i'm just glad we were able to pull it out but that's kind of what i took away from it yeah I would say like our biggest weakness, just watching it from a fan's perspective who maybe knows a little bit about football, is just the yards on first down. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like they were constantly ahead of the sticks, you know, second and five, second and two. Like they were, I think, averaging, what, 5.7 yards a play. Yeah. Um, And it's tough on a defense to play behind the sticks like that. So I would say, I mean, be maybe a little bit more aggressive on first down, Mm -hmm. um, especially with a team that you know is is heavy run. Um, Try and put yourself in those favorable second and 10 second 11 positions um because i think i don't know there's one time where yeah. we got to stop on first down i said look we're gonna get off the field here <laughs> and i think we would have um aside from the penalty but yeah. just putting yourself in better situations like that i, I think is going to help us yeah uh, moving forward as well so yeah you guys know that the chiefs have only lost one game in the last 365 days yeah i saw That's that today crazy. beautiful <laughs> love it love it uh we, so we're going uh we're eight and one now going into the bye week mm-hmm. obviously uh you know, we'll, we'll kind of cover, you know, moving forward and what our predictions are. But I think we're in a good spot. You know, had yeah. you told me we'd be 8-1 and one going into the bye, mm-hmm. um, having, you know, at the beginning we were talking about playing the Patriots yep. and Ravens the gauntlet. and all that. <laughs> yeah, if we could get through that, you know, we, we're looking good. So my 14-2 and two predictions looking yeah. pretty solid. Uh, I was going to tell uh, you that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Love it. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, in, in terms of the game, Mahomes, I think – re-enters the MVP contest oh, yeah, here. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, he went 30 for 45, 372 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, he's on pace to have, like, the least intercepted season in NFL history, on pace with uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Thank you. Um, and if he tosses one more touchdown, he'll tie Drew Brees' record for yep. most TDs without a second interception, and he'll break that with two. Also, through his 100th career touchdown in 40 games, breaking Dan Marino's record of 44 games, uh, and now he's thrown – Four touchdowns in over twenty five percent of his mm-hmm. career games, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. Like yeah. it's easy dude to get is a beast. used to the greatness. Yeah, you yes. know, like I, I know, feel like man. we expect it week in and week out, and maybe we see a little bit of a letdown, and we're we're all up in arms Gosh. and mad about it. But it's like, dude, he, yeah. he threw for two tutties and three hundred fifty yards. Like, yeah. what do we have to complain about? We want. Do not take Mahomes for granted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, th- th- to go to the MVP talk yeah. though, I've seen this narrative where the MVP has become this, um, like story award or like what's what fits the best narrative yeah. because mm-hmm. Russell Wilson okay well he hasn't ever had it so he needs to have it and so there, we're starting to give these MVPs to people who we think need it versus who actually deserves right, that yeah. award right. um it was, there was a joke it might have been Mike 
Greenberg. I'm so sorry if I botched your name, but he goes, <laughs> he goes, let's let's name it the Patrick Mahomes Award. Yeah, and then we just start giving it to the people who <laughs> get close to the greatness that he is, because he should be winning it yeah. every year. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I like people are starting to compare it to LeBron, where everyone knows yeah. he's the best player mm-hmm. in the league, right? And yeah. LeBron should win the MVP every year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Giannis recently has been pretty sure. yeah. freaking solid, freak freak baby, uh, but. I mean, everyone knows he's the best player in the league. Hundred percent. Right? Is the story going to you know dominate? Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, is Brady's transition to the box doing well? Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers having a good season? Yeah. But they're still not the best player in yeah. the league, and that's what the yeah. MVP's for. So, yep. yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I, I think he has re-entered the MVP chat for sure. Oh, for sure, number um, one probably. Yeah, I would I say. I mean, he's, he's always been there, but he just kind of solidified himself as right. the new number one. <laughs> right. Speaking of number ones, Kelsey. Yeah, man. Shout mm-hmm. out to Scott Havens. He called that from yep. last week's episode. He goes, Kelsey needs that big game. I mean, mm-hmm. 10 catches, 159 yards. The man didn't even score a touchdown. It was in the 20s, I believe, fantasy yeah. point-wise. So uh, both season highs there. And then and then Tyreek Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nine catches, 113 yards, multi-touchdown game. Yep. Had two on the day. And that's a second straight game with two touchdowns. Yep. I mean, that's, that's some fun stuff right there. Yeah. We're seeing him come alive. And, yeah. Appreciate him being on my fantasy team. Yeah, man, I have I have uh, Kelsey and Hill, and then Kyler Murray on one of my teams. Oh my god! Not, uh, yeah. not losing any games right <laughs> yeah. there, but yep. yeah, man, it's just so much fun to watch those two just mm-hmm. at the top of their games in their prime with the best quarterback who's ever lived. Like, what what better weapons for that guy to have? Um, yeah, well, and then we get Watkins back off the bye. Hopefully, mm-hmm. McColl, they put him on the COVID list. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, man, good luck stopping that. Yeah. Anyone, so. yeah. Um, and Le'Veon's not even at his full potential. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't even do anything that last game. Exactly. Um, I do think the, the Panthers came to play that game, though. I think uh, yeah. Rule did a great job coaching. He knew he had to bring out all the stops yeah. if he's mm-hmm. going to be anywhere close to that fake punt. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, you know, mind, going yeah. for it when he needed to. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater just absolutely <laughs> laying out for that 4 yeah. 14. I mean, it was That was great. their Super Bowl, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, it's everyone's Super Bowl in yeah. Atlanta. So yeah, if you're, you're not right. going to be competitive, right. um, you know, like the Raiders, give us their best shot at Arrowhead. They won. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's their Super Bowl, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we're going to go take it to them in two sure. weeks in uh, Vegas. So have fun with that. But uh, run CMC. We knew he was going to go off. Mm-hmm. If you bet the over, like I told you to, on both receiving and rushing, you made some money with me. Yeah. Um, Those yeah. lines were crazy low. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I told Emerson before the game, I'm like, you better put everything on. Yeah. You said you put your mortgage on things. I know. This is the one. I already did yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, again, got a reverse mortgage. But uh, yeah, uh, injury-wise, I forget. Um, I forgot to update that. I forget who anyone, if anyone was hurt. Taco Charlton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, had that He's fracture. He's hurt for the foreseeable future. Yeah, he was tweeting out that IR, yeah. he's yeah, bummed I, out, but he'll I think have a quick he broke his leg. Yeah, fractured a bone in his yeah. leg. Correct. Or so I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's we'll the main see. one that sticks out for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I think that's we bad. got away rather unscathed outside of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so when I mean speaking to injuries, uh, we had Sneed back in practice, we had Sammy back in practice, and we had Schwartz back in practice, all in limited capacities for that yeah. game. Probably could have played if we really needed him to, but mm-hmm. um, wanted to give him that extra bye week to get healthy. So we should be back full steam, um, you know, after the bye week. So, and we'll get to that next week and, you know, talk about what to, to see. But I uh, did want to jump into fantasy real quick. Yeah. Um, so, since, you know, the Chiefs are out for week 10, I wanted to talk about, you know, players are starting to sit, but I'm going to give you waiver wire ads if you got some Chiefs on your team. Um, Lucas, why don't you start us off with your starts and sits? Yeah. So last week I said sit Devontae Parker. <laughs> We're starting him this week, right? <laughs> Tua came alive. My yeah. goodness, he looks good, and, yeah. and he can run. That was a fun game to watch, man. Yeah. Those two against I mean, each other, Tua yeah, and Kyler. And, and, and then uh, you got Herbert. Like You're correct. getting all these rookies, or not rookies for Kyler, but 
it's competition yeah, fun, for Mahomes, right? Yeah. So you got Mahomes, and you got these just challengers who are yeah. nipping yeah. at his heels. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, start Devontae Parker this week. I could see him easily, you know, becoming to his number one, his safety mm-hmm. net, mm-hmm. his go-to. Um, while other teams will be trying to take him out, I think Devontae has the skill set to still get open mm-hmm. um, and to be their true PPR receiver. Um, there was a someone who came alive that I'm not trying to go into the waiver wires, you know, yeah, too much. Yeah, but yeah, uh, if you watch the Patriots game, um, Myers. For the, the Patriots had a 17 plus fantasy point game. Mm-hmm. I guarantee he's available. I don't think he's on anybody's team because the Patriots have been just very mediocre thus far. But if you need a fringe receiver for your flex position, I'd go after him. Um, and then sit Steelers receivers or or play at your own risk. Um, Depending on what happens with Big Ben. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Monitor yeah. that situation. It was his knee, I believe, that uh, was tweaked, or maybe both knees. Was he hurting. and then wasn't he on the COVID list? Or maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm making that up. No, I you're correct. Okay. You're right. So it's it's knee injury and COVID. Um, obviously, I think they have uh, like what do they call him Duck. Um, it's their backup. It's a nickname for him on the Steelers. Oh. And then there's oh yeah um, someone else. I <laughs> I don't know who it is because I don't really care about the yeah. Steelers. But yeah, <laughs> um, Claypool, Juju Smith, you know all those guys. Figure out if you want to bench them or replace them this week, depending on the quarterback situation. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce, what about you, ma'am? So um, Tom Brady, right? Oh, you know, he has a bad week. He always comes back strong the next week. That's true. Um, yeah. I think Mike Evans is probably going to have a big week. Um, he usually doesn't have very many receiving yards, but you can pretty consistently count on two touchdowns or, you know, something yeah. similar. So yeah. Yeah. I think after coming off as poor of a week as as he had fantasy-wise, um, I think we'll see a big influx for him. And then also Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. We haven't picked him up yet. He looked good last week. Um, I think he'll probably get a few more touches. Especially mm-hmm. coming off the Brady bad week, yeah. um, I think <laughs> Brady looked like he's about to cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he'll really pick it up this week. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to go off for thirty points or anything like that, but uh, probably significantly more mm-hmm. than yeah. you know, a solid value adds. So. Yeah, sure. should be a late season stash. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, I like it. Um, so again, if you're like me and have all the Chiefs on your team, uh, <laughs> week ten is a hard one for yeah. you. So I'm going to give you a couple waiver wire ads to look at. Uh, so on the wide receiver side of things, Curtis Samuel from the Panthers uh, went off against us. Uh, he looked pretty solid if he's still available. Might be a good option. Alan Lazard from the Packers is coming back from injury, I think since week three he hasn't played. Yeah. Um, and he was their number two receiver. Um, so might be a good option there. And then Nelson Aguilar with the, the Raiders. He's actually tied for four or third in the league behind Tyreek and DK on like four or 20 yard plus touchdowns. Who knew Derek Carr could throw the deep ball? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, he's he's a good stash too. Um, he's a good flex play if he's still available. Uh, maybe even a trade target, just depending on how they do. On the running back side, Zach Moss from the Bills has been a goal line stud this year. Um, and he's been in, he's been a rookie RB, but you know, over time they get that playbook down. Um, he's been getting a lot more touches lately, so looking to him. Uh, J.D. McKissick for Washington and Gus Edwards for the Ravens are also two other options that have been getting more and more involved. Um, I want to throw in real quick Mike Davis out there for yeah, he's coming back now. <laughs> McCaffrey yeah. fantasy owners like myself, uh, yeah. As soon as you get done banging your head against the wall, go pick him back up again. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna need him, and this yeah. dude got injured, so I want to throw that guy in. Yeah, and then uh, tight ends for Kelsey, uh, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett uh, for the Rams. Um, solid options there. It, it's really kind of pick your poison. They use those uh, pretty frequently, but. Um, they divide the snap count pretty well mm-hmm. or use them in two tight end sets. Uh, and then Irv Smith for the Vikings actually had um, two touchdowns last week. And uh, there is, he's got a great matchup against the Bears, who are 30th in the league against tight end. So uh, that might be another sneaky play uh, if you got Kelsey. Um, quarterbacks, 
if you got Mahomes, two a time in Miami. Yep. If he's still available, pick him up. Again, good late round stash. Uh, Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield are good, are two good streaming quarterbacks as well with good matchups this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so check them out if you got Mahomes. Um, so that does it for fantasy, but uh, we do have a special guest this week, right? Uh, so since we have Bryson, uh, we, we wanted to do uh, kind of like a chief of staff special guest for you. So our colleague Tiffany's son, Malachi, huge Chiefs fan, uh, and he's an aspiring sports analyst as well. So we wanted to give him a, a couple minutes uh, to talk about the Chiefs season so far, his takes on that, and what he expects for the rest of the year. Uh, so with that, welcome to the Malachi Minute. All right, guys, it's time for Malachi's Minute, presented by Chief of Staff, Kansas City, where I give you my opinion on how we're going to do the rest of the season, my predictions, really, and some of our stats from the past, mostly this season, heading into our bye week, and let's get into it. Um, starting with our stats, so over 700 passing yards over our opponents in 2020. That's a, a nice way to start before our bye week. 14 TDs over opponents. These stats are outrageous. Um, plus eight in turnover ratio, fourth in total takeaways this season. Man, it's been, this Chiefs have had a good season. I think it's going to keep going, but it's going to be Super Bowl or bust, which we're going to get into more later. Um, Sixth in points allowed. Good defense this year. Let's see if we can keep it up. And real quick, in 365 days, how many losses have we got? Take a guess. One, one, one loss, one loss in three in a year, a year ago, since a year, since 2019, we've lost one time, man, I'm telling you, we are the best in professional football. All right, let's get to our rest of season predictions, week 11 at the Raiders. We've lost one this year. They beat us at home. We're beating them in their new amazing stadium. It is a good stadium, but we will beat them. Week 12 at the Bucks. That's going to be a good game. Brady and Mahomes. First time with Brady at the Bucks. And week 13 versus the Broncos at home. We beat them in their home. We're going to beat them at our home. Week 14 at the Dolphins. We're probably going to win that game is my guess, but I don't know. Probably. Week 5 at Saints. That's going to be really our last tough matchup of the season. Week 16 versus the Falcons. That's going to be a good game. I mean, Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, and to close the season out, at least for the regular season, we play the Chargers. I don't know who will play in the playoffs. And um, this has been Malachi's Minute, presented by Chief of Staff, Kansas City. All right, thanks, Malachi. Um, so as we look forward to the bye week, um, obviously we don't have a ton to talk about. So we wanted to recap our season so far. Um, you know, talk about what it's going to take to complete that 2020 Run It Back tour, uh, and then we'll get into some of the proje- projections, predictions we had, and going over those, seeing where we're at. So, um, what are your guys' biggest takeaways from the first half of the year so far? 
Um, I mean, phenomenal, right? I yeah. mean, the only way you can get a little bit better is nine and zero. Yeah. So <laughs> I will take eight and one without a doubt. You know, as far as the second half of the season here, um, the keys to victory for run it back. Uh, number one, first and foremost, protect Pat. Yeah. If we want to make any run in the uh, playoffs and into the Super Bowl again to run it back, that is our nucleus. That is no, our that guy. Yeah. Go ahead and give him some <laughs> yeah. love there because the O line consistency needs to continue. And he's doing a lot better job of being safe in the pocket. He still likes to scramble a little bit, but I mm -hmm. think he's been more passive, which is nice to see because mm -hmm. he made me nervous a few times last year, yeah. <laughs> more you, often than not. Do you think it's to the point that, let's say we're, I don't know, 14-1, and one, do we sit him the last couple of games? We'll see. I would. Yeah. I would, yeah. as bad as that sounds, or at least just kind of do maybe like a, a preseason game type of mentality where you let him do a drive. stay you know, yeah. fresh, do a couple drives, and then um, get rolling. Second point would be, uh, continue building on what we have and a lot of teams that have a lot of success in the playoffs they build on their draft picks so mm -hmm. uh, or their acquisitions throughout the year so we need to get bill up, bell up to speed mm -hmm. clyde and bell need to be fully functioning on that tag team duo uh, into the playoffs engage willie gay a lot more he looked great he looked covering awesome. the calf yeah, all of the backfield i mean beautiful and then bo Pete keys warden etc so on and so forth so continue building what we have and then lastly focus on discipline you know we sure. that was a big yeah. sore eye you know for us or things to look at in this last game eliminate penalties clock management um just get back to the fundamentals and, and play the game we know we can play yeah mm -hmm. yep. i like it what about you bryce what's your takeaways i mean i know i kind of harped on them earlier and i keep going back to it you know we're spoiled as Chiefs fans, mm -hmm. but there are certain things that we can improve. I would say the biggest thing is is the run defense. I think that's been mm -hmm. our Achilles heel. Sure. Um, you know, you can only win so many of those close ones. Um, and I think the teams we have struggled with have been like the Patriots, yep. um, obviously the Panthers. Um, and we got a couple good, pretty talented running backs with some better teams uh, mm -hmm. moving forward. So uh, I definitely think that would be the biggest thing is maybe sure that up. Um, Gay's development is going to be mm. huge for that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, just st stopping the run. I, I can't say it enough. But. Yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been our weakness ever since Sutton was still the True. defensive mm -hmm. coordinator too. So yeah. it's just been something that's been difficult. I don't know why. But um, let's go over our prop bets that we had uh, made at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll get in our record predictions, and then uh, we'll finally recap the scores as well. Um, so prop bets, um, Lucas, you had. Uh, Joe Burrow as your rookie of the year. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, we're going to restructure and, and probably hedge that bet. Uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow's not going to get it. I don't think uh, so. I don't think so. I, I see Herbert taking the lead by a yeah. long shot. And at this rate, I don't see him slowing down, barring injury. You know, So mm -hmm. if, if the man were to continue as is, he's he's got it. I right. mean, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, we knew – or Tyrod was supposed to start, and he got <laughs> stabbed <laughs> in the damn chest. Yeah, and so, like, no one knew that was about to happen, but I, I agree. I think he's running away with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Bryce, I think you had – Clyde under 800 rushing yards for yeah, 2020? Yeah, I could not have been more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I took the over. Yeah. I told you I liked yeah. it. Um, no, he's been impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think I thought it would come a lot more from the air, um, yeah. the pass game, but no, he's he's been doing it on the ground. I mean, you had said um, exactly that. So <laughs> yeah. I think he's, what, more than halfway there? Yeah. Um, with yeah he's the season, like five he's in top five, yeah. I think, right? Of, uh, of all the rushing. I think he's, he's like been, four. Yeah, he's fourth? kind of fallen off yeah. the last couple yeah. weeks. I think yeah. he's fourth, yeah. but I mean... All you need is a few 50-yard games, and he's pretty much there. Right, so right. I'd say that's a pretty safe mm -hmm. um, yeah. bet for you, Emerson. Uh, yeah, and then a couple <laughs> other ones we had. Mahomes plus 450 MVP at the beginning of the year. That's kind of looking like a safe bet. Yep. Um, and then 
I had Mahomes over 35 and a half passing touchdowns. He's on pace for 44.4 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I remember I made a comment. I was like, well, he had thrown 26 the year before, not 36. Right. I remember getting that wrong. But um, dude, like 35 for him, I still think is such a low number. And like, you know, you, you're seeing it right now. Mm-hmm. You can't underestimate this guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to throw. Any season he's not hurt, I think he'll yeah. throw at least 40 touchdowns. Yeah, I just completely think agree. Yeah, it's it's like that bet uh, you had just this last week, 35 rushing <laughs> yards or something for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> what? Um, so, yeah, let's go over our record predictions. Lucas, you had us at 12-4. and four. Bryce, you had us at 11-5. and five, And I had us at 14-2. and two. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to jinx it, but I think mine looks the best there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, we're on board with you, man, yeah. 100%. 12-4. Yeah. You know, after what we've done so far, yeah. it's like, gosh, I don't even want to right. think about that. Looking at the four losses kind yeah. of just hurts. I, yeah. I mean, you look at the rest of the schedule, where are the games that we're nervous about? You look at, uh, I mean, if I would, I would have on? said the Raiders, but we got the bye week going into yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks maybe, but maybe. they're so hit and miss. And I think yeah. the Saints is probably the most yeah. difficult one. Agreed. Um, yeah. But at that point, are we going to care? No, like, you know, not. we'll see. Well, you know, it depends on how the, the Steelers – through the rest of their year if they, you know, crap down their leg on the home stretch, which, you know, <laughs> with how old Ben is, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. He's got to stay healthy. Um, and then, finally, just to wrap things up, uh, we'll go over our score recap for the year. Um, last week's score was 33-31. to 31. Scott had 34-24. to 24. Lucas, you won with uh, 34-28. I had 34-27. Um, so the guests are now 125 overall. Lucas, you have Let's made go. up a ton of ground Let's tying go. the guests with 125. So y'all are tied for first, and I got 152, baby. So good at this. I think we can start fielding uh, punishments from the crowd. So if you, if yeah. you guys are watching, uh, it's looking like everyone's just going to have to do something. Yeah. Uh, so whatever it. you would like me to do as punishment for losing, you just let us know, and I'll make it happen uh, within reason. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Bryce, thanks for being with yep. us this week. Hope you guys enjoyed Malachi's Minute Appreciate as well. It, um, and it's, it's good to have the Chiefs of Staff boys back. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of fun, Absolutely. guys. Uh, but that does it for Week 10, uh, the bye week edition of Talking Chop. Whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple, make sure to subscribe and follow along all season. Got some awesome, awesome, awesome guests lined up oh, yeah. uh, over these next couple weeks. Um, again, Bryce, good to have you back. Lucas, thanks for joining us, as always. Um, catch you all next week. And as always, go, go Chiefs. Chiefs.